Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here at Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help Grant writers write better grants. I'm here to help nonprofits get more funding for their nonprofits. And I'm here to help change makers start and grow freelance grant writing businesses. And today we're gonna to be talking about the budget section in a grant application. But before we get there, I just wanna go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor this week, Grant Writing and Funding. If you guys are looking to build your grant writing skills, which I know a lot of you are because you're tuning in today, definitely check out our free grant writing class. This is new, you guys, I'm super excited. Jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com and you can go to our Get Started page and you can click there to find our, our new grant writing class that you can watch right away. You'll also get a workbook and it is available once you subscribe for three days. So do make sure that you watch it within three days. Um, it is an amazing class and it's less than an hour. So you're gonna get blown away. You're gonna get a lot of our behind the scenes secrets and our hacks and it is amazing. So we're really excited on that. So once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com. All right, back to our episode, the budget. This is the area that freaks people out the most. All right, so a lot of grant writers or people that get into grant writing usually is thrown on their laps and they become a grant writer. Um, definitely, they're usually more used to writing and that's why it's thrown on their laps, right? They like to write. They come from a writing background. They think, oh, I like to write, so I'm gonna write grants, that sort of thing. And a lot of times they associate then, I don't know how to do math well, or I'm not good at math, but I'm a good writer. As a grant writer, you have to do both, right? Now here's the thing, don't freak out because I just said that. You do need to learn how to do a budget. But the thing is, is the budget is based on logic. It is not abstract. What you're asking for is money. You have to use your words to showcase what you're going to do with that money and how it's going to actually serve a need, right? But you can also do that through numbers. And this is where it gets actually pretty exciting. So one of the other things I often see is not just of people being afraid of the budget or fearful of writing it, um, but I also see people doing it last. They love the writing, they wanna get into the writing, they spend a lot of time there, and then they nearly run out of time and they rush through a budget. Now sometimes the reason why this is also is because budgets are usually the last question asked in a grant application. But don't do the budget last. Yes, you wanna do your grants formula, and we have so much information on how to do that. And that's just your framework. You wanna know, do your research and find out your problem statement and your target demographic. And then you wanna find your goal, your objective, and your activities. So definitely you want to have these things in place, but that doesn't mean you have to write the entire narrative. You just have to come up with these very simple things. 
Then you go to the budget and say, okay, how much money do we need to get all of the activities and tasks that we listed in the grant to do? That's all you need to do. Then you can build out your budget. Then you can go back in and write out all the other parts of the narrative. You can do, make it all warm and fuzzy and all of the things that you need to do, right, to fill in the gaps, right, about the organization, the partners, uh, sustainability, all of those pieces. But you wanna have this framework first. Otherwise, what's going to happen, and I'm gonna tell you this from vast experience and working with thousands of grant writers out there, is if you do not do this formula that we're putting forward, what you're going to do is you're gonna be rewriting and rewriting and re rewriting because you're gonna to get to the budget and say, oh my gosh, I wrote out all these objectives and I wrote out these activities, but now I don't have the money to do it. Now I don't have the money to pay for that program manager. Now I don't have the money to actually purchase those supplies. Now I have to go back in and I have to rewrite my grant narrative so it makes sense to my budget. So don't do that. Do come up with, okay, here's the activities I wanna do. Do I have the budget to do it? Let me massage whatever. Let me make sure it's I can still reach my goal. I can still reverse my problem statement, right? And now, now that I got it all massaged out, now I can go in and flush out the rest of the grant. Do this. All right, so let's get into the budget now. For those of you in the United States, I do highly recommend that you use a US federal budget for all of your grants. Even if it's foundation grants, use this as your basis because that way if you do get federal grants in the future, it helps your accountant because all of your categories are unified. Little side tip for you. Here are some of the categories that I definitely recommend that you put in a budget and you separate these categories. Personnel, so that's anyone that you're gonna hire within your staff, even if it's part-time staff, that's on payroll, right? So you definitely wanna have your personnel all listed there. Fringe benefits would be the next category. So what types of fringe benefits are you offering your personnel? Do they get health insurance? You're definitely always gonna have FICA there and you're always gonna have workers comp at the bare minimum. Health insurance would be great too. And any other types of fringe benefits, you need to have that as a category. The next thing to include is travel, any types of travel that you're going to do. So if that's driving around for your program, if you're gonna get reimbursed for your gas or you're gonna be able to get monies for your gas or maintenance on a vehicle that transports clients, you wanna put all of that here in travel. And just a side note here is if you are writing federal grants, a lot of times they do require that you put in your budget um, money to travel every single year to a required federal grant training. And this is for the United States. Now they are kind of veering to do more of that um, online these days, which is fantastic because then you don't have to use your budget to pay for travel. You do need to check the requirements of the grant. Your next category, equipment. So any type of equipment, and I'm just gonna give you a really good side note here, and this is according to the OMB Super Circular. So you're definitely gonna wanna make sure that what equipment is, is not a computer, it's not software, it's not that sort of thing, unless it's one unit for $5,000 or more that will last more than a year. So this would not be 10 computers at $1,000 each, because you'd be like, well, holy, that equals $10,000. That's even more than $5,000. No, those are separate units at $1,000 each. What this would be is something like a minivan at $20,000, right? In one unit, that sort of thing. That would have the duration of going more than one year, and it's one item that is more than $5,000. 
Your next category would be supplies. And here's where you would put your computers at $1,000, any types of other uh, supplies that need to be bought, etc. So you could put these all here. Then we move into our contractual or consultant category. And this is where you might say, well, you know, I might hire someone to do some of my outreach materials or create graphics or write grants or that sort of thing as a consultant, not as an employee. Remember, that's in personnel and they get fringe benefits if they're an employee. Consultants or contractors do not get fringe benefits, right? Um, and they are not actually employees. This is where you would put those. And sometimes this would also be where you put your other contracts, such as leases and that sort of thing as well. But do always check your funding opportunity announcement, basically your grant application, for the requirements. Your next category is other. Okay, and that pretty much skates what it is. Other things that aren't can't be included in the other categories. And your final category is indirect cost. Now, some of you may have a negotiated indirect cost rate that every single year you negotiate with the federal government. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's not you. But if you do know what I'm talking about, you may be an institution of higher education, right? Um, or some type of larger organization that needs a higher indirect rate. And basically all the categories I've listed so far, personnel, fringe benefits, travel, etc., are all direct program cost. Indirect are things like keeping the lights on in the main building, right? Maybe paying your bookkeeper, right? These types of things, utilities that might not be a direct program cost, but they keep your nonprofit alive and going. Now, if you do not have a negotiated indirect cost rate, according to the OMB super circular, again, you can have up to 10% indirect cost rate. And that's fantastic for your nonprofit to help with these things that aren't direct projects, but they're so important to keep your nonprofit going. And then you just total up your costs. So this is all really important. And this is all about your budget. These are the things that you would put in your budget. Now, how do we make sure that our budget balances our narrative? What we would do is we would pull up our work plan, all of our tasks and activities, and we would sit there and say, is this in the budget? Do we have this listed? Okay, we need to make sure that everything you have that you're talking about you wanna do, and if there's any type of funding that needs to go behind it to accomplish it in your grant narrative, that is listed inside your budget. All right, that way we know that it's achievable. And remember, what funding sources wanna know is, can you implement programs? Can you manage money, right? To implement programs, a lot of times, you need to be able to manage the money to do that. All right, so that's what I have for you today and how to write a budget for a grant. Remember, don't be scared of this. It's very, very logical. And it really does paint a comprehensive story of the money that you need to actually solve the problems or bridge the gaps that your nonprofit does. Keep up the great grant writing work and we'll see you. And please make sure to join our free grant writing class if you love this and if you want a visual on what I'm talking about and more information on the full grants formula, do join our free grant writing class. It's less than an hour. You can watch it and get a free workbook. Do check it out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And for all of today's show notes, go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 270. So you can definitely get all of our show notes there at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 270. And if you love this podcast, please do make sure you subscribe and leave a review as that helps other people find this 
podcast so they can get free resources to help them improve their grants, increase funding for their nonprofit, and to start a grant writing business. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.